0: This is the Ed Milet Show. Compete, lead, and win. Welcome back to Max Out with Ed Milet. And I am fired up today because the lady that I have on the program, I have been chasing to get on this program now for the better part of about three months after I began reading her book. The name of her book, by the way, is Hustle, Believe, Receive. And she's incredible. And so, for so many of you, you've been saying, would you please have more women on the program? And I am dying to have more women on the program, particularly this woman. And so, I want to welcome to the show one of my favorite people I've met in this whole life strategy, personal development space, Sarah Centrella. So, Sarah, welcome to the show.
1: Well, dang, Ed, I don't know if I can even live up to (laughs) that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm equally as excited to... Be having this chat with you today.
0: We've had so many. I wish you guys could be on the phone with us on the other phone calls we've had even before this. Because if we just recorded those, it would be an right? unbelievable podcast. <laughs> Isn't that true? So
1: We did. I remember getting off our first phone call and thinking, ah. Yeah, I, I, that's a conversation I'm not going to forget.
0: Me too. Don't I thought, you
1: love it when you meet someone? You're like, I'm going to remember that forever. Yeah,
0: we connected immediately, and I thought I just met a sister. I mean, like right? literally. I mean, just she's so. You guys, you're going to love this. This lady has such great information, and her spirit and her delivery is just beautiful. I think you're you're going to enjoy this journey. I think when we're done, you're going to hope we could continue. And that way, maybe I'll get you some access to Sarah so you can continue with her. So let's get Amen into us let's, let's, let's roll. Like, there's so much here. And I usually start out, how were you raised, all that stuff. But today, because there's so much stuff once you were a grown-up, I kind of want to start there a little bit. But you can fill in any yeah. spaces you want to. So, Sarah, tell us about... I love this line, too, in your book. And by the way, you got to get this book, Man or Woman. This book's for everybody. Hustle, Believe, Receive. But, Sarah, talk a little bit about how a text message changed your life. Let's just set the tone. Let's start right there with the text message. Tell us about that.
1: I'm telling you guys. um, It was September 7th, and it was 2008. Uh, It was a normal day. You know, I I had twins. They were just over a year old. My son was five. My I was a stay-at-home mom, so I was in the middle of cooking dinner. Um, my husband comes home. Everything seems normal. We eat dinner. He goes in the shower, and all of a sudden, I, I have this kind of like out-of-body moment where I literally am hearing Oprah's voice in the back of my head because during the earlier part of that day, I'd been watching the Oprah show and she had gone over this list of how to tell if your husband's cheating. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I just, like, I wasn't even paying attention to it. Right. I was folding laundry, whatever. And it was just this instantaneous gut reaction. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying, um, you should take notice if they're hiding their phone. I'm like, God, my husband never hides his phone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, wait, but where is it? You know? Mm -hmm. And then it was, in that exact same moment that i knew i can't even explain it other than wow. it was like a five second thing where it was like where's his phone and instantly i knew wow. and i remember just walking in he was literally in the shower sudsing all up um walked in grabbed the phone opened it up and the first thing i saw was i can't wait till you're all mine hmm. no more sharing and it was from a co-worker of his and i thought holy shit like (laughs) holy shit i literally turned off the water in the shower pulled the shower curtain back and said get the fuck out of my house and don't ever come back whoa whoa yep and we were high school sweethearts we'd been married eight years at the time Mm. been together for 16 years and Mm. it ended in five minutes and people are always like is that really i'm like it's really how it ended
0: (laughs) it shows a little bit about i mean that's it's gripping, like it's in the beginning of the book. And I told you, it. even right now, you just said it. I, I'm losing my breath a little bit. Like it just, I just picture that because I know you now. You're such a beautiful person. So the, for you to have this, just almost premonition, like I got to check mm-hmm. his phone and the first message on there. And and I
1: mean, your, know it's and, just yeah. your,
0: your whole world. I mean, that message, just
1: everything. Yeah,
0: it's just amazing.
1: And it's so funny. People have asked me, like, you know, if it had said something different, and and I don't know. But to me, like, reading that, it was beginning middle and end you know what I mean it was like it was the perfect message to send Mm -hmm. to end a marriage truly because it was like it told me it had been going on for a long time told me they were in love told me it was still told me she had just seen him you know what I mean like that little bit was really and for me I just I never had another reaction I didn't even question my reaction
0: yeah it's funny when I read the books there I wondered that too like I think other people might have less bold uh reactions because the. When, yeah. I, when I read that, I was thinking if I if it were reverse and I read that, one of the first things I thought of was how much it would affect my own self esteem. Isn't that a weird thing to think? But like, right. I did I did? Uh, that's one of the things I reflected on. I thought I'd be mad, I'd be devastated, I'd be shocked, and then for some reason, I don't know, it's the way I'm wired.
1: I you totally feel... think what's wrong with me? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. It, absolutely. Hmm. I think for me, um, and I, I did never question it. I didn't even. Honestly, I didn't question it until people started asking me about it a couple of years later where they were like, really? Hmm. You fucking did that? Like, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? People don't do that? Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, but, but for me, it was just like, if the person I've been with since I was 16 years old is in love with someone else, hmm. how is this a conversation? You know? I don't know. It just didn't even, it was, you it, literally it was did not survivalist. You literally the did,
0: state. there was no conversation. You're like, dry off, no get out.
1: Get yeah. the fuck out. He, I think it, he
0: did I, he's gone in five minutes. It shows uh it, it does go to the strength of your spirit, by the way. It does show strength of spirit that you did that. But so that's the beginning of this journey that's led you my to my world ending. Your <laughs> world ending, but also like most things in Apparently. life, you know, life happens for us, not to us. That's corny, but like in hindsight, it was one of the best things that ever happened to you, right? 100%, so, percent but, but it wasn't one of the best things that happened to you right away. And so Talk a little bit about from the heat. You get the F out, he suds up and bails. Now you're there, right? And so yep. talk to because there's a lot of women listening to this, a lot of people, but particularly right. women that might, it might not have been as dramatic as that, but they find themselves right now supporting their family or they find themselves right now wondering where the future is going to take them. They wonder. How do they navigate through a very dark time? Man or woman, people are listening to this. And that's about as dark a time in someone's life it
1: really
0: is. as they could yeah. get. And so take us through a little bit of that journey of the darkness. So he walks out, and there's gotta be this there's gotta be yeah. this revelation or occurrence to you, like, okay, he's gone. He just drove away. Now, where were oh you? My like, God. what was the situation? Yeah.
1: It it literally, like, thank God that I had the presence of mind. I ran across the street to my neighbor and I just said you got, someone's got to come watch the kids. Right. Cause I just was out of my mind. I, yeah. I don't remember much else about that. I think in, in a traumatic situation, we all have this wonderful little mechanism that kind of just shuts us down a little bit. Um, but I was like, I definitely can't be, you know, solely responsible for, for three babies at this moment. Someone watch them. And then I literally remember just laying on the floor. We had, um, hardwoods in, in our living room. And I must have laid on that floor for four or five hours. My bones hurt. You know, they were, my ribs were stuck to the floor. I had cried to the point where I didn't have any moisture left to cry. And I just remember laying there um, and literally the only thing that kept going through my mind, just like this huge, like neon sign flashing, flashing, flashing was like, you can't do this. You can't, How can you do this? Like, how can you live? How can you survive? How can you... You know, do the most basic things. And a little bit of the backstory there. The year leading up to this, we had had just a terrible year. I mean, we lost our home in the housing bubble. Uh, We had literally just filed bankruptcy. The twins were a year old. No, I was. How old were So you had twins
0: that were a year old, and how old was your other child?
1: And then my son was five.
0: Oh my gosh. So
1: yeah, and I had you know taken. I couldn't afford nannies or whatever. So, you know, I'd been a stay at home mom. So we were really struggling. I mean, barely paycheck to paycheck with his income. (laughs) So here I'm thinking, laying on the floor going, holy shit, like we're about to get our lights turned off and that's with an income. What am I supposed to do now? You know, I hadn't had a job in two years. It was the recession. Like what, what do you do? And that was just the only thing I kept thinking is just basic survival stuff. Like how am I going to get the girl's diapers? How am I going to you know, get formula? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And through all of those, what ifs and I can'ts and whatever, there was this tiny little thing and it must've been whatever you believe in, you know, universe, God, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it was hope. And it was just this little, little thing in me that was like questioning myself saying, but what if you could, Mm. you know, like, Mm. what if you could? Mm. And then I, I allowed that thought to remain, you know what I mean? And then the next day I started marinating on it a little bit more and then the next day and the next day and literally those first two weeks were just a blur. We sold everything we owned, you know, I moved into a shitty little apartment and just trying to get on my feet, trying to get a job, whatever. Um, but then when I finally did get a job about three months later, that's when it, that little thought had really grown, you know, like any Mm. thought, if you feed it and water it, it will grow. Mm. And I thought, for some reason, and I don't know why this is happening to me, but this is the start to a new life. Hmm. And it's going to be a totally fucking different life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So did you like, so just, I'm just, I read some of this, now I'm hearing it. And it's, to be honest with you, it still takes my breath away, probably, well, much more hearing it than even reading it, even though it's so powerful to read this. But like, so you're on you're on the floor. You you're. I mean, obviously, I I would do the same thing. I would just be immobilized. I'm sure, right? Just you yeah. just gotta you just gotta process it. So, like, did you, you say you sold everything? I mean, are you talking like every? Did, did you not? Maybe I'm wrong. Did you sell even your like your wedding ring? Like, did you? Did,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we sold everything, and it, I mean, there's some stuff I wish I hadn't. You know, yeah. I, I just even some keepsakes and stuff. But I was literally trying to sell anything that could pay for me to move into an apartment because I didn't have a job, right? So I had to do first and last. I didn't have a dime to my name. So, you know, we sold anything that I could sell on Craigslist. And um, I remember probably maybe two or three weeks into getting finally finding an apartment that would actually rent to me, you know, whatever. Um, And we're in our little apartment and I put the ring up on Craigslist and this woman comes by and uh, (laughs) she comes to look at it. And I started to, like, say something about it, you know, or whatever. And she just looks at me and she goes, please don't tell me. Wow. Just don't tell me. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow. she does wow. not want my bad juju on wow. her new wedding. <laughs> but she
0: just sensed the turmoil you were in, though, right?
1: She totally was just like, do not tell me a story, please. Oh. like <laughs>
0: Well, wow. that's when you know that things are in bad shape when someone right? doesn't even want to hear what it is, Like, right? please, God, I, don't, I, don't, I can't
1: but, uh, buy these rings if you tell me this story. <laughs> I'm sure when
0: you walk into someone's apartment and there's three children, babies, little babies in God. there, and they're selling their wedding ring, I mean, I'm sure that's just got to be a scenario. Right. And it's interesting, when you hear these stories, everybody, So, so many of you on some level at some time, and maybe now, relate to something similar. Just an incredibly dark time, right? And one lesson I took from you in the book was, you didn't even have a perfect plan necessarily but you immediately mm. took some actions. You're like I got to move, right? I got to get yep. off this floor and take some actions. And so you get into the apartment, what what started the turnaround and what took place because now we're the hope was there and you said that right. hope thing started to grow and you know one thing all of you I just want to acknowledge what you said there. Everybody listening to this, no matter how dark it gets, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how much your back's up against the wall, you also have that hope thing. It's called your soul. Amen. It's called your spirit. So you have it. So if you're wondering if it exists in you, it 100% does. Okay? Yeah. So just acknowledging that it exists will allow its presence to grow in you. Okay? The hope gene, if you will, the hope thought. Okay? So just know, and Sarah's living proof of this that it exists in you, okay? And so just the acknowledgements of an existence is more likely for it to reveal itself to you, okay? And so Sarah, Sarah's proof of this. And so, so Sarah, you're there. You're, you've are you got, I think, a, I don't know, did you get the dream job? I doubt you went out and got oh the God, dream no. job. Oh, God, no. I mean, I doubt you got the perfect job, so.
1: No, I mean, I think, and and just to piggyback off of what you are just saying real quick, too, I think, you know, my mom used to call it the still small voice, or whatever, Um, and I think we absolutely all have it, just I think a lot of us shut it up, you know, because we want to have that conversation with hope, and say, no, 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 everything's against us, there's no way, you know, we're, we're trying to fight it, but if you're just quiet, and you just let it be, and let it do its thing, then it has a chance to grow, and it has a chance to inspire action in you, and for me, you know, like I'm telling you, when I was trying to find a job, we had the worst unemployment rate, yeah. Probably ever in the history of our state, it was no one was hiring. You know, Um, not to mention I had been out of work for two years. So uh, by the time I finally got my first job, like I said, it was close to three months. uh, I just remember walking in there and just thinking, I have to do this really well. You know what I mean? Like this, this little chance has been given to me, and and I was uh, an inside sales rep uh, for. A little software consulting company, and Mm. my quote office was a closet with no windows. And I thought, well, if I have to be here on the phone all day long, then I want something pretty to look at that doesn't remind me of my life, right? Yeah. So I literally, when the boss was gone, I went online and I found all these pictures of like Hawaii and New Mm. York and Italy and all these places I wanted to go, like Disneyland with my kids and stuff. And I just plastered the walls with them. Wow. And I thought at least, you know, now I'm sitting here, I can stare off at a picture of, you know, someone laying in a hammock on a beach and I can hmm. imagine that's me and that way I don't have to think about the fact that I hope I can afford groceries this mm. month. You know. So
0: that was kind yeah, of your was, version of a dream board. Without did you know that's what you were doing, or you didn't know? It was kind of a dream yeah, board, right?
1: Yeah, it totally was. It yeah. absolutely was. I I had made um, a vision board right before my twins were born when Oprah had it on her show. Okay. okay. And um, I just remember then my my husband had come home and he was like, "What are you doing? Like, our house is foreclosing. This is so stupid." Like, and I hit it. I mm. I had hit it. I you know put it away because I was like, "Yeah, you're right. This is kind of stupid," but. In this moment, when I was recreating my life, I went, and I still had that board. So I brought that board into work and then plastered everything else. And I thought, you know what? No one's here to tell me that I'm stupid anymore. Yeah. Like, no one's here to tell me this is a bad idea. Yeah. So guess what? I can do whatever the hell I want. Hmm. And it was really that, I think, you okay. know, looking back, that was such a magical thing for me because it meant that eight hours a day, I was envisioning my life in a different way instead of focusing on all the crap that was my reality and that is now what I coach you know people to do if you can just do that Hmm. if you can just stop thinking about what you don't like about your current reality and take all that energy Hmm. and focus it on the life you want lo and behold Hmm. it shows up
0: it's unbelievable that's
1: exactly what happened
0: it's one of my um your journey is one of my favorite stories I've 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 I've, I've read it's why you're on the show and and because of I also love it because Sarah that you're down the road. You've turned the corner. You've done amazing things with other people that we're going to talk about in a minute too. But one of the things I do love about you is I I think you think you got a long way to go. And I, I love yeah. that. I know I I, I, I no, that's
1: a call. That's no, a call. And
0: I love that because I think I think I have a long way to go. Yeah. And one thing that Sarah's an example of and I don't I don't like like acronyms and sayings. I don't care for those things, but truly Sarah's test has become her testimony. It's, it's actual yeah. fact, right? And so yeah. this test you're going through, and she's given you a couple of the keys. One, she took some action in spite yeah. of the fact of not having a perfect plan. Second thing she did is she surrounded herself with her dreams yes. and her visions, which a lot of people go, F that, because, man, I'm I'm trying to get form. I mean, you have to understand, guys, one thing. You read this book. I mean, Sarah had to go all the way in between there. That, that three-month gap meant... She needed all kinds of stuff. Food stamps. Food stamps, right? I mean, she had to, <laughs> yep. she had to take advantage of the things that are appropriate in our society yeah. when someone goes through a, a tragic time like this. And so imagine you're on food stamps right. and you've got a dream board you've dusted off at your first job. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me and and proof it works.
1: Oh my gosh. It really, really is. And I'm telling you like, and then a year later. So when I finally got a little better job, you know, I was slowly making my, my way up and I went to my new job and I was like, well, damn, I'm taking all this stuff with me. So I did the same thing, plastered my whole cube and everyone used to come by and kind of give me a little bit of shit about it or just be like, Hey, what do you, you know? And I was like, Hey, that's, that's fine. I'm, you know, say what you will. It makes me happy. helps my day go by faster. And then I got to tell you, there was this, this, uh, one particular day, uh, about 18 months after he left. And it was my first, I just got a promotion. And so I was, you know, starting to get my feet a little bit, starting to get excited about life, really, really seeing the hard work I was putting in starting to pay off. And, um, My boss says, hey, I need you to be in New York next week. We're going to launch this big product. I want you to come with me, all this stuff. And I was freaking out, right? You know, my first business trip ever. And um, so I remember just like packing up my cube, you know, and getting my laptop, getting everything. And then I just paused for a second and looked around my cube to make sure I had everything. And that's when I saw the picture that I had put on my very first vision board. This one I've been packing around. Um, And it was of Times Square. And above it, I had written New York City, baby, (laughs) in my handwriting, you know. And I sat there and I was like looking in my hand because I just pulled off the printer, my itinerary for JFK. Oh, my God. And New York. And I remember just standing there and just having like full body chills. I'm getting chills even saying it right Man, now. I am too. And, uh, and just looking at that picture. And that was the very first time I literally just looked at the thing, looked at the picture, looked at the thing. And I was like, did I do this?
0: <laughs> like,
1: I lo- holy shit, did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's... And I, I didn't know how and I didn't know for sure that I did. But I thought this cannot be random. Mm. Like this can't be random. And, uh, you know, I was still living paycheck to paycheck, still trying to get on my feet. But here I was a whole week in New York, all expenses paid, had the company Amex card, you know, like living this totally alternate universe life. And the whole time just going, oh, my God. my
0: It's so so awesome because, like, I have this thing I say all the time. You belong in your dreams. And what you did is you stepped into one of your dreams. And, like, Mm -hmm. what happens is because this happened for you. Now that's a catalyst. You're like, wait a second. I got I, gra- I touched one of these dreams, My right? God, it's
1: like a drug. Yeah, there's a
0: great there's a great book, I forget the author's name, called The Dream Catcher that I loved when it first came out and that's really what starts to happen is you build momentum in your life towards catching these dreams. I love the visual of that of you looking at the board and seeing your itinerary. I was literally
1: just like mouth on the floor like what is this? Like <laughs> and then it. and then like the whole time I remember writing like a blog post on the plane just going, I'm going to figure this out cuz I know somehow there's you know it was like a puzzle. Yeah. somehow, some way, you know, me putting that on my board before I was even divorced, it had to, you know, and yeah. then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Just like what you said, yeah. just in that six month period, yeah. I had some of the biggest manifestations of my life. That board came to life within yeah. six months. So, I mean, it's just crazy.
0: And, you, and by the way, part of that coming to life, I just want you all to know this, that one of the things that I think makes Sarah magic, and I try to have this too, I, and I, but I know you have it, is you're real. people can hear from talking to you some people in the life strategy or personal development space are all uh you know they'd have you believe that they're almost a robot or they're you know they have no weaknesses or they don't come from the same place sarah's in portland oregon by the way when she makes that trip to to um to new york York. And, and so that's a long trip number one and number two she's a real person you can help tell how she phrases it like I still get excited when my dreams happen too. It's like, wow, can you believe this? I live on the beach. This is nuts. (laughs) Sometimes I'll say, is this crazy? You know, like it's like, and and yet I'm, and yet I expect dreams to happen now. It's totally. It's
1: that interesting. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's kind of that fifty but when you're first starting, you don't you don't really know. Not and then at before all. it happens, you can kind of see the pattern. Yeah, you, you start to see, don't you yeah.
0: think don't you think you start to build kind of and this is what I want to lead into your book, you kind of start to build your recipe. I have a thing I call your yep. success code in one of my audios. You start to figure out sort of your code or recipe or formula. And in Sarah's yep. book, you guys, she teaches basically eight steps to manifest, to hustle, believe, and receive in your life. That's eight steps in here. And so she calls it an eight-step plan to changing your life and living your dream. I mean, how much better can you say that? And it's not the normal stuff. In other words, Sarah doesn't just take the normal stuff you hear from the other four billion people in this space and just sort of regurgitate it. It's her stuff that she's lived. And so there's stories behind each one of them. She's interviewed people in the book that that prove the point of that step. And so her book is interesting. It's her journey and the journey of other people that Sarah either coaches or knows or most of them she mentors and coaches herself. And so it's a conglomeration of stories. It's so inspiring. And so let's let me just ask you real quickly. And I don't want to get into the book the yeah. uh, a couple of steps, but when did you so you had this progress happen? At what point did you say to yourself, you know, I'd like to teach this to people, or I could be a catalyst for, were you thinking this the whole time? Like, Hey, Oh my
1: God, no. <laughs> okay. So like,
0: so what, what spurred all this? Like, how'd you know?
1: It's so funny because my goal was to move up the corporate ladder. I thought that was the only path that there is in life, right? You, you get a job and then you're supposed to just keep moving up in your job and then you die, and that's what you're supposed to do. So I was like, on my vision board was this businesswoman, and you know, I thought, okay, this is what I want to be. But um, somewhere along the line, I was really pretty isolated in my day to day life, and and someone said, you have the best stories. No one knows what's really going on in your life. Why don't you just blog? You can do it anonymously. No one has to know. And so I thought, okay, that's perfect. So I started blogging and started getting a following. But I was anonymous. So I'm like, this is fine. And then um, I wrote my story kind of explaining like where I started from and what I was starting to manifest. And I uh, sent it to The Secret's website and they published it with my name on it. And I remember just panicking. I was like, Oh my God, it's on Google. Like my clients are going to know I'm a single mom and that I was on welfare. And, Mm -hmm. and I was just having this complete panic attack. And I remember sitting down with a client of mine that I just so respected. um, And he just looked at me and he said, Holy shit, first of all, that's your story? Oh my God. <laughs> How have I known you for two years and I had no idea this is what you were, yeah. you know, going through? And yeah. he's like, I never would have known. And secondly, you better step up and own that. Mm. And I I just remember those talk about conversations you never forget, right? Yeah. Um in that moment I knew it was a conversation I would never forget because I thought, oh god, I really have to. And and it was doing that, which was honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's like being naked in front of the world, you know? Um, and as soon as I did just letters and emails and stuff from around the world just kept flooding in and people are like, Hey, I've been trying the law of attraction. It doesn't work for me, but it's working for you. What are you doing different? And, um, so it was very de facto. And then as soon as I, I realized like people were actually taking my advice and, and getting results, I was like, "Oh God, I'm not a guru." No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I relate to so that. uncomfortable, so uncomfortable with it. Um, and it was funny when you're talking about the book. Uh, I sat down and I thought, by then I'd had, you know, thirty or forty just undeniable, crazy things I'd manifested, and yep. so many people that had been doing what I was doing or taking the advice were getting the same results and so I thought okay you know I need to write a book or whatever but I was like no one's gonna listen to a single mom from Oregon
0: Mm -hmm. I gotta
1: get some real people in this book so that was (laughs) so even then that's why you had other
0: people in the book that's so interesting that
1: was literally the reason why I was like (laughs) I gotta get someone in here who someone's gonna listen to um but it you know it's so funny because people just want to hear what's real they don't want the bs they want to know what works and if you have a formula and it works like you'd be stupid not to do it. Yeah, you're and not- that's
0: why I think the book's so good because there's a formula, right? It's like it's not just here's my story. I, I meet a lot of people, honestly. There are people that I know in my life that if you put a gun to their head and said, tell me how you did it, how did you become successful, right? They don't know, and right. it's, it surprises me. It's like sometimes you meet successful people, you're going, my gosh, this formula, they're so detailed, they're so precise. I meet some people, and that's not the case. And so in your case, I went I, – because I, the story – the, the book is loaded with incredible stories but I must tell you my favorite story in the book is yours it's just it's the standout oh, story you. of the. it just it just is at least for me yeah and, and I think for most people that read the book there's unbelievable stories in there but then it's backed up with here's how you do it I love that right, right? like that's yeah. how I am I I, I don't ever want to I meet some In fact it happened at the, the gym this morning I had a you know every once in a while people start figuring out who you are and so yeah fine I went to the gym at a different time which is always a mistake because then you got all new people, that new might people. Know you, right so <laughs> this group comes up to me and this guy and the older gentleman introduced me to the everybody else as a motivational speaker oh god and I'm like oh. <laughs> and I know what he meant bless his heart yeah. but it's like that's probably one of the worst things you could ever say of someone exactly. or you or I because I don't want to motivate you I hope yeah. that I give you strategies right I hope I give you I want to inspire you no question exactly and that's what you do you give strategies and so I want to go through a couple couple the steps in a second, but you touched on something I can't move off of because there's another story in the book to me that like they need to hear. Okay. And I don't want to give away the whole book, but it's so darn good. So you said you ended up having about 30 of these occurrences take place where you sort of manifested Mm -hmm. a dream. You also manifested the dreams. What starts to happen when you start catching your dreams, people, is you start catching the dreams of the people you love as well. Yes. The people around you. So, tell them a little bit about just for a second. Just indulge me on this. That it's so good on the Michael Orr story. And so the, what's the name of the movie? I, yes, I mean, uh,
1: Blindside. Blindside.
0: With, so most of you yeah, have seen Sandra The Blindside. Bullock. Yeah, it's with Sandra yeah. Bullock. You must have seen that movie. If you haven't, it's a great family movie, and it's a great movie for you to see. But take them through that just for a sec, because this is amazing right here. Tell them that story.
1: Yeah, so it had been about the 18 months, so I started you know, manifesting quite a few things, starting to feel pretty good, You know, getting a little bit of a pay raise, start, whatever. And then the bottom dropped out. Then I lost my job, and my house flooded, and we were literally homeless for three weeks while the house was getting fit. Just like literally anything that could go wrong went wrong.
0: Does everybody hear <laughs> this? By the way, everyone catch this. So the first dream yeah. she got momentum. Listen, everyone, because yeah. you're gonna you can have this. She had her momentum, and then massive setback. So entrepreneurialism or winning or catching dreams is riddled with false starts and setbacks. And so that was part of her journey too. It wasn't just on the floor. It wasn't just the text that another one hits, which is now. So take us from there.
1: Yeah, and to me that's so important. And when I I wrote the book, I told everyone's bottom moment. I call them earthquake moments because I didn't see that out there for examples. I didn't see people falling on their face and talking about it. I saw people just living an Instagram high life. You know what I mean? So for me, I've always been really real about – the shit too you know like there is a lot of really great stuff but that was the first time i had gone through that cycle um and i just remember thinking why what happened like how could this be you know i spent 2 years rebuilding everything was great and then i'm not joking you we were homeless for 3 weeks the red cross put us up in a hotel and i remember i had just started forming the dream of i wanted to you know be a speaker and share my story and all this other stuff right before all this happened and, um, and the whole time I just thought I'm not going to lose hope because that's all I got, you know, so I, I refused to lose hope, but I thought somehow this is all going to pan out and I'm going to figure out why later. So fast forward to we finally get back in our house, I'm still trying to find a job, whatever. Um, and then I kind of started coaching and I, um, had sat down with my son, uh, a couple months before and I'd said, Honey, I'm making a new vision board because i manifested, you know, everything yeah. off the last one. Why don't why don't you pick something that you want to do and I will put it on my board? And I said, if there's anything, you know, out there that you could do, anything in the world, what would it be? And we had just seen the blind side and we were Ravens fans already. And so he looks at me and he goes, um, Mama, I wanna go to a Ravens game in Baltimore and I wanna meet Michael Orr. <laughs> And I was like, damn it, kid. Why can <laughs> work with me? Like, come on. Like, give me something realistic, right? right. Although, you know, I preach. Don't be realistic. But anyway. Right, right. Um, so about six months goes by and all this horrible stuff has happened, right? So I'm thinking, well, so much for that dream because right now I just need a job and a place to live. Um, so I get back on my feet, I get another job and then I meet a former player, uh, for the Ravens and I started coaching him and he mentions in passing, he's like, Hey, if you're ever in Baltimore, um, let me know and I'll get you tickets to a game. And one thing I want to tell your listeners about manifesting is in my experience, it is always an opportunity. So manifesting shows up in the form of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And if you have envisioned it and surrounded yourself with your dreams, you're going to recognize it instantly. You're like, oh, ding, ding, ding! These two things must be related, right? But it, it wasn't without uh, the ability for me to take action. You know what I mean? So I still had to get to Baltimore. And <laughs> yeah. I live in Oregon. Yep. Um, so I thought, well, let me let me like see this through. So I check and, you know, i had been flying a lot the previous year. I had exactly, literally to the mile, enough miles for both of us to get our flights. So I'm like, this is meant to be, right? So I take my son. We go to Baltimore. And uh, that morning we go to pick up the tickets and we'll call. And we're totally shocked because he had surprised us and he gave us field passes. So this meant that my son and I got to walk out the team's tunnel Mm. onto the field And, you know, we walk out there and they're all practicing and they're warming up for the game or whatever. And my son is just obviously just jaws open. You know, all the videos are on YouTube, by the way, if anyone wants to see it. But um, so we're just we're just sitting there trying to take it all in. And all of a sudden he's like patting my arm. He's like, mama, mama, mama. And I'm like, what? He's like, there's Michael Orr. And Michael's clear across the field. He's stretching, whatever. And so we're like, OK, cool. We'll take a picture. yada. Yada. And then we look up and Michael's like walking across the field and he's like walking closer and closer and closer. And he walks right up to my son and he put his hand out and he said, So, I heard you've been looking for me. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> kid you not. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up.
0: Come on. So yeah,
1: that that is probably my favorite, and there's been a lot since, but
0: come on, girl, that's, that's bananas. bananas. It's, <laughs> I mean it's okay.
1: It's insane. I I can't
0: lie. Let's go back. Let's go back, everybody. (laughs) So of all, I mean, do you know how many kids want to meet Michael or get down on the field, right? Right. And if you had to make a list of all the people, all the people with connections, think about this. All the people who are are family members of NFL players, all the people who are affluent, all the people who are celebrities, all the people who have proximity to the team or live in Baltimore or whatever it is. They couldn't hook that up. They didn't hook that up. (laughs) An unemployed mother from Oregon right. at the time hooked it up, right? Exactly. And, so, and the way this dream happened, this is what I love. It wasn't just that it was on the board. This is so huge. Everyone, you got to go back, okay? This woman started coaching, and she was in a position of scarcity. So right. she's struggling. She's, she's bouncing around trying to find a place to live, having the Red Cross put her up. Right. And she's still out offering value to people. See – a lot of us, maybe you're in a business where you recruit people or you coach people or you train people. You're in the gym business or a recruiting business. And you think in your head, there's no way anybody's going to listen to me or follow me because I'm not successful yet. And right. that is a load oh, of God. So true. It, it's true. And it's so a load true. of BS you feed yourself because Sarah is living proof. This wasn't a woman collecting uh, multiple seven figures at the time. Mm-hmm. She's coaching some of them professional athletes, some of them making six and seven figures in the business world, and she's being put up by the Red Cross at the time because – your value is yep. not tied to your net worth. Your value is tied to your ability to serve. Your value is tied to what you have to offer people, your energy, your passion, your belief, your strategies, your product, your company, your service. And so this dream happened because this woman was still taking action from a place of scarcity, and it was a dream. The combination of those two is what made this a reality. It's like it's such yep. an unbelievable story, right? And it, it also goes to your resiliency. You came back again off the gum mat. And turns your life around. That's why I love you, and I love this story. So, guys, we're we only have limited time. I'm not going to give away the whole book because I want you to get the book, and we're going to talk about her next book, which I can't wait for. Yes. And I'll have you back to promote that when it's out. But mm-hmm. uh, she, there's eight steps. You've kind of covered this already, but I want you to just to cover one of the steps with us, just one of them. And that is this, you talk about thinking it. So step two is think it. I think you've covered that a little bit so far, but you do talk a little bit about, uh, getting grateful, uh, changing the voices in your head, the model for your life, those kinds of things. So talk us through just step two for a second, because I think you think it may be the most critical one.
1: I do. I really do. I think for, um, me, it, was a game changer. It still is a game changer. It is the one that I go back to. I'm not kidding you. I practice what I preach every day and not every day is great. <laughs> and so when it's not, I check my thoughts and I think, where have I been thinking? You know. Um, and when I wrote the book, I didn't see anyone else telling me how to change my thoughts. Everyone says, do it. And, you know, just think positive. And I was like, maybe I'm stupid, but I don't understand that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how to like get this higher mind thing. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I, I wanted something very basic and very simple that teaches you literally how to recognize what you're thinking, then how to change it into an outcome that you want. Very, very basic, and there's three um, really simple tools for doing that. One is um, a power motto that you can use to give yourself power and get you out of a downward spiral and change your thinking. Can you
0: give me an example of what what something like that is? What's a power motto? Yes.
1: Yeah. So for me, um, the one that got me through those first really tough four or five years was I can do it, I am strong. Okay. So you want a motto that literally, if you say it to yourself or out loud 10 times in a row, can change how you're physically feeling in that moment. Got it. So let's Love say, you know, everything's falling apart. You've got all the worst news possible and you take 10 minutes and you say, oh, I can do it. I'm strong. You know, that can get you through a spin class. You don't want to be at mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> As for me. You know, yep. it can get you through anything. And so um, that's one of the ways that you can literally stop a spiral. You can stop anxiety. You can stop just about anything. Um, you know what? But, I don't do that, yeah.
0: Sarah. I don't do that, and I'm going to start doing that. Like, right there, you. that was gold for me. I don't do that, and that's – I'm always – can I add something to my game? I'm adding that to my game, so I love it. Okay, that's, You're going to love it. Yeah, that's, it's that's, clutch. That's I'm one. You. Give, me the, give me the other two.
1: Yeah, and so the other one, I call it mental tennis. So when you have one of those negative thoughts, they're – really reliable bastards. They come all the time, right? Um, And I think of them as standing on a tennis court and having one of those automatic machines just spit balls at you all day, right? And (laughs) what are you going to do? You're not just going to stand there and let it happen. You got to run your ass around the court and return it, right? So when you get these negative thoughts, oh, I don't have any money or oh, I'm fat or whatever, you are instantly returning it. Nope, everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. I'm beautiful just the way I am, whatever. And what it does over time when you're diligent is it actually changes your story and because our brain doesn't know the difference between truth and a lie yep. your brain begins to believe your new story cool. so those thoughts start to disappear over time and that will change your freaking life just gold. that that's gold your- that's gold yeah
0: that's like money money gold and totally true <clears throat> dang Okay. <laughs> What's the, what's the third? That was oh, two, right? Um, the
1: third one is power of pause. So this one I absolutely love for anyone who is dealing with money stuff or anxiety. So it's it's the best solver for either of these. The power of pause is the idea of when you're at work, let's say you're stressing out because you don't have money or you don't have rent and that's in two weeks, let's say, as an example. But, I'm not, I'm going to pretend like I haven't been there, but I have, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. So right. while you're at work all day long, when you're supposed to be productive and focusing on work, what are you thinking about? Oh my God, I got to get this rent. Oh my God, I gotta, get this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all day long and it, you know, leaves you really stressed out. So my thought is ask yourself this question. Can I solve it in this moment? Am I going to get rent in this moment by obsessing about it? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Right. So therefore all that energy I'm putting into it, is actually asking the universe to bring me less money. Hmm. Do I want that? Probably not. So I better shut the fuck up. <laughs> <You> <laughs> like, so if if what you're trying to accomplish is getting more wealth in your life but all you're doing is stressing out 24 seven about what you don't have, think about it. Like That's sending an invitation for less. So you tell your brain, Sunday morning is budget day. Sunday morning I'm gonna get my coffee, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write out a plan and I'm gonna solve this and I'm gonna figure it out. So therefore, every time it comes up throughout the day, you say Sunday morning at nine, Sunday morning at nine, and then you switch it just as fast to something that you want to think about. So for me, I was, you know, imagining myself on a beach. So you play these little tricks with your brain. Then over time it gets less and less. And then Sunday morning at nine, you better sit down and solve that problem. You have to keep your promise to yourself. And I think you were talking about that the other day on one of your videos. Keep your promise to yourself. Because when you do, the anxiety goes away.
0: So you're, you're, um. See when I listen to strategies here's how I measure them. This is why this is you're so good and we're going to talk about how people get access to you in a minute. Like that's so good and the reason is this. I always I hear all kinds of stuff on Instagram, right? And I always wonder like where did this guy get this stuff? You know, like he just 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 because you say it over and over again, dude does not make it work or be true, right? right? And it drives me nuts sometimes. And so I always measure when I hear a strategy, does that strategy give me strength or comfort, one of the Mm -hmm. two things. And all three of those things either gave me comfort or strength, right? And strength means it works, okay? Comfort means it just sets me at peace. It puts me in a better state. All three of those. And the book and the things you teach, I just went, wow, that one gave me comfort. This one gives me strength because I know it works, right? They both work, but sometimes it's a thought instead of an action. And so if it's a thought that gives me comfort or an action that gives me strength, then I apply them.
1: Yeah. And you need different things for different situations too. You know what I mean? I think like, and anxiety is such a huge thing nowadays. You know, I was really suffering from it. I was starting to be a terrified flyer. It was like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. It's coming from my thoughts, right? So if it's coming from my thoughts, I control those. I'm the one that's in charge. So I need to use the tools. And depending on the day and how I'm feeling, you know, maybe mental toughness isn't going to work. Maybe I can't just say, oh, everything's going to be fine. Maybe I need to get my power back. And so all of them, I'm a huge believer on owning our shit, getting our power back, not giving our power away to anything, whether it's anxiety, stress, other people. And all three of those do that. They all teach you how to control what is within your power. And then they teach you how to let the rest go.
0: So good. So you're... Oh, I was thinking about you. There's women in my company that some of them that you remind me of, and uh, I'm so attracted to in the business sense women who have their femininity and they're sweet and, and um, nurturing and kind like you are. But there's this flip side of them. They are badass, intense, you <laughs> Cuss know Cuss like what, a sailor, right? sorry. <laughs> and, no, and, and you're both of those things. I think it's magnificent. I want women to know that you can be both. You can be yeah. feminine and beautiful and perfect as you are and still be a badass and be, be intense. Be yourself. Like, like yeah. I get the feeling that when you coach people, and we're going to talk about that next, like, there's no BS. It's like, there's like no BS. this girl's going <laughs> to knock tough. you around a little bit, right? Like, her stuff is real, okay? And there's no, like fluffy lovey-dovey cuddly bubble gums and rainbows right like you get okay. to it and i love that about you so let's talk a little bit about this is so good sarah and i in the in the middle end here i already want to thank you because i've gotten things from this and i already had read the book right this and is I,
1: literally the best conversation i've had about the book just so you know oh, well, ever so wonderful. far so well. i'm so grateful for the opportunity because well, I, I love thinking about, talking with like-minded people
0: so do i <laughs> and we are you and i talked about that and what's happening right now is that people are talking about your book more and more. There are people that already stopped this and are telling people about this and are going to get back on, I'm telling you. So
1: And it works. It works, people. That's all I want to say is just – I'm not one to, to pitch my own stuff like that, but pitch. just – Go read what other people say about it. Go yeah. read how their stories change because the homework is in the book. So
0: let's talk so, about that. So yeah. where do they – how do they – let's start with first. Well, then we'll get to what you do. But like now I know what people are thinking, right? Okay, how do I like uh, interact or find this woman, right? So to, where should they go to find you, number one?
1: Yeah. Um, so everything about both my workshops, the book, and coaching and all of that, you can find uh, at Sarah Centrella. And it's with hcentrella.com. Um, My name is also my Instagram handle and my Twitter handle and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff too. Uh, if you reach out, I will promise that I will respond. So would love to hear from you guys. You're, that would be fix, awesome.
0: You're, you're probably fixing to get flooded here. And it's Centrella, by the way. Do it. <laughs> is It's is C-E-N-T-R-E-L-L-A, just so you all know. You'll see that on the links here. But also, Sarah, so then Sarah, you can go find her and then Sarah sort of specializes in we're going to talk about your book their new book in a minute but specializes in coaching and also you put on sort of these workshops that you've taken me through that are powerful and you, uh, t- tell them a little bit about what you do coaching and workshop wise how these these you have these in, these dinners that you do as well right can you
1: talk yeah, about that Yeah Absolutely um so last year I just started uh doing a empowerment dinner um is what I call it and I really want to get a conversation started around these topics that isn't your standard quote motivational event. Um, for me, you might've noticed already, I'm not the average guru. (laughs) It was, you know, so I want to always remain who I am. I want to remain my personality. I want to, you know, be around people who think the way that I do. And, and I didn't see any of that happening really with events, at least not, um, in my town, which is in Portland. We did one last year and this year we're going to be doing them in all the major markets. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but it is a way to meet other people, um, who are in your own community, which I love so much because I'm all about creating mentorships and introducing people who, um, can be mentors to each other. And then I usually get local speakers as well. So of course I'm sharing my story, but I, I want the community to hear from their own community. I want them to be inspired by um people in their own community as well. So and of course like I'm a girly girl so you know we got the good drinks, we got the good food, we got yeah. the bar, we have the red carpet, you know. We so do cool. good. We do so, right.
0: So they can find this at the at your website, right? They can yes. see these things there. It's funny cuz yes, I was thinking right. about you, yeah, I was thinking what do I want to do for Sarah and I thought it's interesting because you know that i coach a lot of athletes too and you do and I, the first thought i had was my gosh this woman with women's groups coming in yes. to speak to women about women's i'm thinking oh my gosh because
1: i know we need do, to have an event in la
0: we do and we, we will my, i, I guarantee my. we will and i and it's like you have this i like I I, I I think almost an every woman cal thing about you yet you're so unique and special it's like that's such a difficult Uh, rope to sort of tow, right? To be so special and unique and, and intense and beautifully articulate like you are, yet still relate to everybody. And that's what I mean by the every woman line. It's like people can relate to you yet you're special yeah. it's a, such a cool thing it's like I love that about you so I thought wow unbelievable with women's groups but then there's this other part of me it's like I know how many men you coach right, right? I know how many yeah. athletes yeah. you coach I know how many high testosterone masculine people you coach too so I don't want to put you
1: and you know why because I don't take their shit
0: I know that is that is why <laughs> that
1: is why because they trust is. me they're like you're not going to fluff it you're not going to make it pretty you're yep. not going to stroke my ego you're yep. going to tell me exactly what's
0: up so there's all kinds of people that I think Sarah can help and I wanted to bring Sarah's already very successful and already has a very large following but I wanted to bring Sarah to the world I want millions of people to know about this lady and I also wanted to know about your next book too so which I love this title for a white girl from a white girl from Portland Oregon okay and her next everyone's book,
1: like what no I love
0: it it's you right so yeah so the, <laughs> the title of the new book is manifesting gangsta, gangsta which I love so what the heck is that <laughs> what is that one about like just give us a little preview about it
1: Oh, it's so funny. I I like told my kids, my son's um in a freshman in high school, and I was like, So I came up with the title for the new book. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, what is it? What is it? I'm like, manifesting gangsta. And they were like, Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> but I was like, Listen, it's me. Like, what what can you do? Yeah, this is what it. comes with the package. But um, so no, I mean truly what has um given me a voice, if if I can put it that way, uh, has been the vision boards because I started doing YouTube videos a long time ago about them, started it on my blog long before I ever had a book and they're just undeniable. I mean, I look back at them and think this is insane, (laughs) Like you know? Um, So what I do is I actually put side by side pictures of the, when I put up a vision board um, and what is on it so that when I live that moment, I can literally do a side by side comparison. This was my board. This is me in the moment. Um, And they're just, just undeniable. And after several years of coaching people and seeing it be undeniable in their life in the same way, I really wanted to do a book that just focuses on manifesting and how to build a board. I I really believe the way I build boards is different than anyone else out there doing it. That's why they work so well. Okay. So it's going to be um, all focused around that a little bit more specifically it will have lots of um other people's wins stories in there too cool. which i've never up.
0: had i've never had somebody teach me how to do that so that's that's going to be good for me too oh, that's what you meant by manifesting so that makes sense to me okay yep. when's it coming out do you know
1: um yeah so it should be out this time next year so okay, winter
0: cool, cool. yeah well, um, I, I will definitely perfect timing we'll have you back on too yeah. so so a couple last things here at the end of the book you said something i was telling you before we went on air here that like, it just struck me. No one ever said this to me before, yet I so agree with it. So take up that advice towards the very end. You say one last thing. Tell them what that one last thing was that you recommend to everybody because it's so simple. Everyone should do it, yet it's never told anybody to go do it. So what, what's yeah. that one last thing? If you don't mind, I know we're covering a lot of the book. But no, again, absolutely.
1: I, I absolutely. left
0: seven steps out. We didn't cover right? seven <laughs> steps. But, but So what's that um. one last thing?
1: And it's so funny because it is the one thing that is the hardest for me to get my clients to actually do. Hmm. So they'll do all the homework, they'll put in all the work, and they'll get to this last one, and they'll be like, oh, "I can't do this." So the homework for the live it step, which is teaching you how to live this life from that's here the, to forever, that,
0: that's the last step, everybody. Yes, by
1: the way. Um, is to go interview the most successful person you personally know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's amazing how no one has really ever thought about it, but for me when I looked at what had got me to where I am now, and like you mentioned before, I don't even think I've scratched the surface of where I want to be. So I'm right there with all of you hustlers and strugglers because I am the same mindset. Me too. got a long way to go. But um, for me, what has helped me so much and actually taught me all these steps in various ways was talking to people I admire, people who were living their dreams, people who were Um, you know, focus, either entrepreneurs or I was lucky enough to know some amazing athletes in the beginning of my journey. And I just want to shout out one of them, Kenyon Barner, who just won a freaking Super Bowl.
0: I know. I saw that. (laughs) He beat my team. He beat the Patriots, but I'm still happy Uh, for him and you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Could not be more. He's such a great example of how all this works. He's a big inspiration for the book. So, um, but that's literally what I did. I sat down and I said, hey, Kenyon, can you tell me, like, how do you, how are you always positive? Like, how are you positive when you get injured? How you know? And if you ask the most successful person you know these questions, they're going to open right up to you. They're going to share their knowledge happily, and you are going to be blown away by their story. Yeah,
0: it's like best advice. I'm just telling you, it's so simple. It's like, how come no one ever told me to do that? Because it's it's sort of what I've done in my life. It's like I end up meeting these people, and through our relationship, it's kind of an interview, right? Now, one thing I do want to warn everybody about, because I know what's going to happen. She said the most important, the most successful person you know, not who you know on social media. So I don't need, I don't, I can't do, you know, 800,000 DM interviews with you. So please pick somebody that you know in your space. Or
1: in your circle. Yes. And that's, that's the important part of it is because everybody has someone that they know, right? Who either owns a business or whatever, but they think, Oh, they wouldn't talk to me about stuff like that yep. So what I want you to do is get out of your comfort zone because it is an uncomfortable thing to do And that's why most of my clients try to skip it yep. But I'm like no you got to step up and do it because once you do you're gonna be blown away by what they have to say and how Accessible they were you're, at that, sharing their knowledge.
0: I got to tell you because in my life um, I get asked that obviously by my nephews or family members or friends and let me just tell you something It's an honor to be asked and it's not as difficult a question to ask somebody as you would think because people that have won, that, if, especially if they already love you and care about you, they'd love to share that side of themselves. And by the way, in some of your cases, it might even be apparent parent. It actually it, it might even be your parent and, it, and you just never had that detailed a conversation before or an uncle or an auntie Absolutely. or a, a teacher, so it could be your pastor so it's um, it 's such a wonderful recommendation so all the things in the book it 's like they 're so practical and it 's why it 's why I wanted you here today so this has been so good, but before we so, finish, fun. so before we finish i 'm going to get one more nugget of gold from you so i 'm a listener i 've heard this entire conversation today. And I obviously know there's tons of value coming from you. And I want to turn my life around. I'm going to go get this eight-step plan to changing my life, and I want to live my dream. Is there any other thing we haven't said today that you would want to at least get out to somebody by saying, listen, here's just a thing I want to tell you. Here's a strategy, a thought, a concept, whatever it would be. Is there any other thing you'd want to leave somebody with today, Sarah, that you think they need to hear from you in order to – make their journey, because your journey is just so incredible. What would you tell them?
1: Absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind is stop bitching. Hmm. Stop complaining about your life. Hmm. Just shut up. Hmm. Stop, Stop speaking negativity into your life. Stop complaining about whatever it is that you don't like, about yourself, about your situation, about what you're going through. Do not verbalize it. Because when you verbalize it, You are literally sending it out. I'm a a girl, so I think about it as little fairy wings. They're like fluttering around. They're they're going to look for how to bring more of that shit to your life. So don't do that. Please don't do that. So that's the number one thing that everybody can do. I mean, it's the first thing that I did. I did not know how to control my thoughts, and it took me a long time to figure that out. But I did know that I could at least stop speaking negativity into my life. So if you don't have something nice to say, just like your parents told you, don't say it.
0: Wow, you crushed this because <laughs> I, you just crushed this because you're, ex- by the way and I struggle with that too, words are magnifiers you're exactly Mm-mm. right. I didn't quite picture the fairy thing you said but I understand the, the analogy yeah, as right? a guy and you're exact I, when I say that as a man I understood it wouldn't with the thought yep. I have, but you're so right because all it does is magnify it. There's no service no service to you whatsoever mm. in speaking the negative things in your life out loud into existence there's just, there's no upside for you to do it so wonderful. Exactly. Like you slayed this and <laughs>
1: Thank you. I had so much fun. I, I, we have to do a live event. We, oh, my gosh. We're, we're, we're going to, to. And I
0: kind of knew this was going to happen today. I just had this sense from our other conversations that this was just going to be magnificent. And you're a – let me tell you something. You're a beautiful soul. You're You were, you're, ex, you're. doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in the world. This is, this is your destiny, what you're doing. Thank and you so much. I, I want to acknowledge that with you. I think you're magnificent. And – um I like, I got to tell you something. I, I, I knew this in the beginning. I told you. I wish we were going longer, and that's why we will do some events together. We will do this again. Everybody, I want you to go find Sarah. Follow her on social media. Become a part of her community at her website as well. Consider getting coached from her, attending some of these meetings, or putting one on and bringing her in, as she's described with you. And obviously, go get Hustle Believe Receive, and we'll get Manifesting Gangsta as well. But Sarah, honestly, sincerely, thank you so much.
1: This was was so fun. I had the best, best time. I can't wait to meet all your fans, um, because I Know you have some just amazing people who are on their hustle and getting their life maxed out, right? That's, that's so. so ooh, was, you crushed it! Was, it. Yeah, you, you know. Did.
0: They're all here. They're They're not going to want to hear anything I say anymore. They're going to be following <laughs> you. But so everybody, if no, you, enjoyed so today, you enjoyed today, you enjoyed today because I know I did. All I ask for you in return is that whatever platform you're watching or listening this on, that you make a comment, you give me a like or a wink on there, and you give it a rank and a review so it moves up, so more people around the world. Get exposed to our max out universe and our message so I can continue to bring you incredible people. I don't know how we're gonna top Sarah, but we will certainly try. So Sarah, thank you so much. Max out everybody.
1: Thanks, Ed. Max out, max out, I'm a max out, max out, max out